0: How many Latin American and Spanish female composers do you know? How many of their songs you have in your repertoire? Don't you think it's about time to start learning and performing their music? In this episode, you will discover more than 30 female Latin American and Iberian composers and listen to some of their songs. Let's start! You are listening to the Latin American and Iberian Arts zone Podcast, a program to discover composers, poets, songs, and everything about the world of Latin American and Spanish songs. My name is Patricia Caicedo. I'm a soprano and musicologist and the author of the Latin American art song, Sounds of the Imagined Nations. I have published nine books with scores of Latin American and Iberian art songs. I have performed this repertoire around the world and have recorded 11 CDs. I'm the founder of the Barcelona Festival of Song, a summer program for classical singers devoted to studying the Latin American and Iberian art song repertoire in Spanish, Catalan, and Portuguese. The festival arrives to its 17th year in 2021. Good evening, art song lovers, and welcome to a new episode of the Latin American and Iberian art song podcast. My name is Patricia Caicedo. I'm in Barcelona, and today we are talking about women composers. Latin American and Iberian art song women composers. This is a very broad subject because there are thousands of composers. So I will put my attention in three composers and give a uh, an overview of of the role of women in composition. But you know, throughout history, the musical contribution of women has been abundant. However, it has neither seen nor value because we live in a patriarchal society that until very, very recently prioritized the contribution of men. The same situation happened with women's contribution to science as society. But... Despite its invisibility in the world of musical creation, since ancient times, women have embodied music. Their contribution is omnipresent, and perhaps because of it's naturalized. Since ancient times, in various cultures, music has been part of magical and healing rituals where women were central. In the midst of origin in numerous cultures, Women or the feminine represented the origin of the entire humanity. Such is the case of multiple Native American cosmogonies where women's power and magical control over nature were intimately interrelated. In cultures such as the Waju culture, that is a indigenous culture of the Colombia, from the moment of the creation of the universe, women are central. Therefore, their society is matrilineal, having women in the center of its community and identity. This also happened with another community, also in Colombia, called the Kogi culture. The Kogis live in a mountain in the Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta, a paradisiacal or a paradise place that is in the north Caribbean coast of Colombia is a mountain right near to the to the sea, but has a snow peak. It's a beautiful place uh, you should go. But the Cogis live there, and the Cogi culture for them, Aluna, uh, is a f- the feminine and the eternal feminine. Aluna means thought. Aluna is is written A L U N A. Aluna means Thought and ocean, it represents the world of the non-visible, of the spiritual, of the pure thought, of the uh, absolute idea. Thought is compared to the sea, something primordial that precedes creation itself. And the entire cosmos, for the Gogi, was created in this feminine space called Aluna. But this this is happening in various cultures indigenous cultures where women are these mothers, origin-like, other names for these goddesses of origins are Bachue, Mama Oklo, Chia, Jemanja, also Aphrodite, and the mermaids, the Undines, and all these mythological beings that were part of, were feminine in different cultures, are linked with the myths of creation. I'm talking about that to tell you how prominent and important was the role of women in society in many cultures. But women's prominent role in rituals and in society gradually faded with the arrival of Christianity. If you think at the beginning of the Christian era, around the 4th century, men and women participated equally in the cult. But when the Middle Ages arrived, the role of women in worship had been almost entirely lost, and only a few spaces remained for women to learn and perform music. And one of these places where they could develop their musical skills were the convents. In convents, women could study music, study literature, theology, and they could sing and even compose. In 19th century Spain, opportunities for women were very limited, and the only legitimate path for women was married. Most of them had very little access to education and according to statistics in eighteen seventy eight only nine point six percent of Spanish women knew how to read. This is yesterday in history. As in previous times only women from the upper social classes had access to musical training, and among them appeared accomplished pianists and singers, but very few composers. Among these few composers that appeared in the 19th century Spain, we can count Soledad Benguechea to give you an idea of the time we are talking about. She was born in 1849. Ascension Martínez Ramírez, born in 1855. Narcisa Freixas, born in 1859. Paulina Cabrero Martínez, born in 1822. And in Latin America also happened a similar situation. Women had very little access to education and the women who could access to it were the ones who belonged to the elites, the upper classes, or the women who were in church. So as early as 17th century in Mexico, the renowned writer Sor Juana Inés de la Cruz, who was born in 1648, she wrote a work, a book called El Caracol, So uh, this was a musical treatise for the teaching of music in the convent. And in the same period, another composer in Mexico too, Guadalupe Ortiz de Huaxaca, 1688, she was born, wrote numerous musical works. There were other composers in the region, in Costa Rica, for example, Eulalia del Valle, Mercedes O'Liri, Virginia Mata. Now we are talking, I'm talking about the beginning of the 19th century in Cuba. Composers who stood out were, for example, Maria Mercedes Santa Cruz y Montalvo, who was born in 1789, Concepcion Sirartegui, who was born in 1823, Catalina Berroa, who was born in 1849, Cecilia Rizzi, and Ernestina Lecuona, who was born in 1882. For me, it was a shock when I learned that existed a composer named Ernestina Lecuona. Why? Because we all know, we all have heard to talk about Ernesto Lecuona, a man who was a very important Cuban composer, accomplished pianist, composer of many zarzuelas, and also music for the cinema soundtracks in Hollywood. So he was world famous, but we never heard Uh, to talk about Ernestina, who was his sister. Ernestina was also a very accomplished pianist and composer, and there are many art songs written by her, for you to know. In Venezuela, also, there was Teresa Carreño, who was born in 1853. You know that the most important theater in Caracas has her name, el Teatro Teresa Carreño. In Puerto Rico, Monsita Ferrer. In Uruguay, Carmen Barradas. And in Brazil, a very important figure called Chiquinha Gonzaga. Chiquinha was born in 1847 and I'm in love with Chiquinha Gonzaga. Chiquinha was a great role model in many respects. And it's so important, her figure seduced me in such a way that I include some of her songs in my book of called Latin American and Iberian Art Songs by Women Composers. There, uh, This book has three songs or four songs by Chiquinha. And I will devote, I promise now today, at this very moment, that I will devote an episode to Chiquinha Gonzá. As you may know, little by little through the 20th century, with the progressive advance in access to education for women, women composers began to emerge. And they had been gradually legitimized by the educational institutions and society. And only now, in the 21st century, society starts to recognize and appreciate the contribution of women composers. But there is a still a long way to go to achieve full recognition and equal opportunity for female composers. The appreciation passes through the publication of and dissemination of their works. So this is one of the reasons of existence of this podcast to promote, to internationally promote, these composers and works and to finally put them in the place of appreciation they deserve. First, I invite you to hear this beautiful song. It's called Un Beso by the Mexican composer Maria Greber. She was born in 1885 and she was one of the first female Mexican composers to achieve international acclaim. She wrote many, many, many songs for voice and piano and her songs were very well known around the world. So this Un Beso is part of my CD Miraba la Noche el Alma Latin American and Iberian Art Songs by Women Composers. On the piano, the fabulous Nicos Establas.
1: Lo que para otros <muchos> es un beso nada más, es para mí una vida de ilusión comprender que se olvide jamás el beso que se da con
2: emoción
1: una vez nada más y después déjame soñar no interrumpas Por favor, por favor, al calor de tu labio febril
0: To talk about Latin American and Iberian art songs by women composers, I will use some of my recordings to illustrate, to introduce you to the music and at the same time talk about the composer. So, in 2017, I recorded two CDs entirely devoted to art songs by women composers and in one of them, titled Miraba la noche el alma, Latin American and Iberian art songs by women composers, I recorded a song that is so beautiful that is called Recomendação. Recomendação is beautiful in its simplicity. It's short but very powerful. It goes straight to your heart. Very, very passionate song. And this song, Recomendação, was written by Babi G. Oliveira. Babi G. Oliveira was a Brazilian composer born in... Salvador Givahia. She was born in 1908, and the name that she received when she was baptized was Idalva Le de Oliveira, but she was known as Babi. She started studying music when she was very young because her mom was a pianist, and she study at the Instituto de Música de Salvador, and in 1927, she obtained her degree as a pianist. But you know, at that time, the path that women had to follow was marriage, so she got married, she had two kids, but she divorced, and when she divorced, she decided to move to Rio de Janeiro. There she remarried and had other child, but uh, arriving to Rio de Janeiro, this wonderful city, one of my favorite cities in the world. I always, when I think in Rio de Janeiro, I think in these huge, gigantic, beautiful trees, and I think about the sea that is so beautiful. Nature was generous in this city, and I also think in the people who are very warm and happy, and also about the music and about the food and about this city that is full of contrast. So, I love Rio, you can guess by now. But uh, Bobby moved to Rio, she arrived there in 1940, and she brought with her one of her first compositions called O Jasmineiro, and that song was. Already sung by a well-known singer named Alma Cunha Miranda, and present, presented at the Radio Nacional do Rio de Janeiro, the national radio, like the national public radio, to say something. So at uh, that time she, it was when she introduced herself to the audience as the first time as a composer with the name of Babi Giuliani. If you can you think at that at that time the radio was the most influential important medium of communication at that time at the national radio the performance the most important performers brazilian and also international performers who arrived to the city went to the radio to perform live so babi start Working at the radio, she was a very good communicator and she started working there at the same time that she continued her studies of music studying folk, folklore. She was very interested in learning about the different folk traditions of the huge country that is Brazil. She studied with important folklorists like Renato Almeida and other influential musicians. But Babi started working. She had, let's say, a day job. And at the same time, she was presenting many concerts, uh, publishing some of her songs. And many singers were already singing her art songs. Singers who were already important at the time, they started singing her songs. And in the 50s, she was very well known, even when Nat King Cole visited Brazil. He sung at the radio one of her songs, a song called Caboclo Rio." Imagine. After some years, she retired, and from that time on, she devoted completely to composition and to promoting her music, and also to teaching because. She taught at the Universidad de Brasil in the 70s. She was a teacher of folklore and she was really in love with the different folk traditions of the country. And you can see that in her art songs that are kind of the meeting point between the art song and folk song. So later in her life, she received many awards and recognitions and honors in her country even there was a festival dedicated to her name to celebrate her 40 years of dedication to Brazilian music. So, so as you may now by now know, she was a very important composer in Brazil. She died in January 1993. So from her, we will hear Recomendação and recommend a so is this recommendation and what is the 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 singer is saying here let me i will translate in my mind at the same time the from portuguese to english the woman is telling to the man if you have gone leaving leave me with nothing you have taken everything from me if you have taken even my dreams and my entire life why don't you also take this Saudade. Saudade is this word in Portuguese to, to say longing. Why don't you? Sadness, longing, missing somebody you have. Saudade. Why don't you also take this saudade with you and go with it? So it's a very short song, but very strong message. Let's hear it. I'm singing accompanied by my favorite pianist, Greek pianist, Nikos Establas. I hope you enjoyed recommendation, recommendation by Babi G. Oliveira but in this same CD there are other songs and one of the songs called Niebla Porteña by the Argentinian composer Lia Simaglia Espinosa arrived to my life in a very mysterious way. I was in Saint Olaf. In Minnesota. I was invited there during 10 days, I think, to present concert lectures, and master classes. And every day I had a lunch scheduled with one of the teachers. They were very nice. I loved being at Saint Olaf. And one of the teachers in one of these lunches, she said to me, I have a present for you. And it's very special because it's a song that my friend Ellie Ameling gave me. So I said, oh God, Ellie Ameline is my all-time hero. I I I always admire her, but at the time I didn't know her. And I was like, oh God, it's a song that Ellie Ameline gave to this teacher. And so she gave me the song, and that was this. Niebla Porteña is an Argentinian tango. So, I, in a manuscript, Cheat um, Music is not published, so difficult to read. Uh, so I brought it, brought it with me. And when I was although I have many other songs written by Lías y Lía Espinosa, and I have sung other songs. One day I decided, let's give it a try to this song. And I fell in love with this song because it's a tango. And it is a tango written like the popular tango in a way, but arranged for piano in a magnificent way. Why? Lia Simaglia, Simaglia Espinosa, who was born in Buenos Aires in 1906, she was a pianist, a composer, and a teacher, but mainly a pianist she, since she was a child prodigy. She started studying piano very young with the great Alberto Williams, who is considered one of the fathers of the musical nationalism in Argentina. And at the age of 14 years old, she gave her first important recital at the Wagnerian Association of Buenos Aires, which is a very important place. From that time on, she started her career. She was 14th. And in 1938, she received a scholarship to go to Paris to continue her studies, where she studied with Alfred Courtauld, with Isidoro Philippe. And from that time on, she started an international career. She performed around the world. She performed all over Europe, Latin America. She was actually mainly known as a concert pianist playing at the Teatro Colón, the Sala Pleyel in Paris, and she had predilection for the impressionistic music. But she also wrote many works for piano and many songs, setting to music the poetry of some of the most important poets of her time, like, for example, the Nobel Prize, Chilean Nobel Prize, Gabriela Mistral. So, let's hear this tango called Niebla Porteña, on the piano, Nikos Establas.
1: Cuando el otoño va muriendo por las calles, ciudad querida, tu pasada vuelvo a ver. cuando mis ojos aprendieron a creer. Veo sus casas socavadas por la lluvia, como si en ella no cesara de llover. Y me pregunto si el amor vive en el tiempo, porque muere la esperanza cuando empieza a ser allí. Buenos Aires y no puedo comprender si sí, mis ojos son mis ojos y tu calle la de allí Is
2: she a
0: La Porteña by Lía Simaglia Espinosa. Now we will continue with another Argentinian composer whose name was Celia Torra. Celia was born in a very small town of Argentina called Concepción del Uruguay. She started studying music at the age of four because of her dad who was also a musician and she started with the violin. They were, the city where they were living was so small that didn't offer all the resources she needed for her advancement, and the career advancement. So the family moved first to Paraná, and later on, when she was 18 years old, to Buenos Aires, the big city of Buenos Aires, where she studied with the composer Alberto Williams, who was the leading composer at that moment in Argentina, and considered the father of the musical nationalism. Soon after, she obtained her first scholarship to go to study in Europe. At first she established herself in Brussels and later on in Hungary when she studied with Sultan Kodali. But the First World War arrived and in, she had to she was obliged to stay in Europe for some years and she moved, she established herself in Lyon in France until she finally could go back home and and start playing and continuing studying there. She stayed there for about a year or two and in 1920 she again obtained an scholarship to go and study in Paris to the Mecca that was at that time the Scholar Cantorum where she studied with Vincent Dindi. That was, you know, the place to go at the time. Composers from all the Americas were moving there to study with uh, Dundee. So she studied there until she went back to Argentina to study with Atos Palma in Buenos Aires. In 1930, she founded and directed the Choral Association of Argentina, an institution that in 1938 fusioned with the Symphonic Association of Women. women. So she was working hard to promote the inclusion of women in symphonic music. She received many awards and recognition within, within her life. She composed many works until her death in 1962, at the age of 78 years old. From her, we will hear a beautiful song named Abandono. Abandono is a song for voice and piano uh, that is very mystic, ethereal. You will hear it. So, let's hear Abandono by Celia Torra. I think that for today is enough. We have three composers, three life stories that are amazing. These women were ahead of their time. They were talented, brave, courageous, intelligent. So they are great role models to follow: Babi G. Oliveira, Lia Simaglia Espinosa, and Celia Torra. They are just the tip of the iceberg. I will continue presenting you, introducing you to women composers and their fabulous songs. But remember, remember to subscribe to this podcast because it's the only, and to donate to this podcast is the only way we can continue. your support to continue with this and please subscribe and remember this program was brought to you thanks to the Barcelona Festival of Song, a summer program devoted to the study of the Latin American and Iberian art song repertoire in Spanish, in Catalan, and in Portuguese. Registration is open. Go to barcelonafestivalofsong.com to register if you are a singer or a pianist or a musicologist. Also, is brought to you thanks to Mundo Arts Publications, a publisher of the scores of Latin American art songs that have introductory studies in English and in Spanish. They have translations into English of the poems. They have IPA all the tools that you singers need and is also brought to you thanks to the support of the Center for Iberian and Latin American Music of the University of California Riverside. Amigos, see you next week. Aquí Patricia Caicedo from Barcelona, passionate about Latin American and Iberian art song and convinced that this music will be part of the curriculum's sometime soon Adios Thank you for listening to the Latin American and Iberian Arts Home Podcast This episode was brought to you thanks to listeners like you If you enjoyed today's show head over to patriciacaicedo.com slash podcast Subscribe to gain access to our free resources and consider making a donation to ensure our future. Muchas gracias.